Donwad. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 301. It feels really weird to say 301. I always hold my breath while you're saying this is Joy because I'm like, I don't want to breathe loudly while you're like doing the front. <laughs> So insecure about you guys having to, like hearing me breathe on the podcast. Anyway, episode three hundred one. This episode <laughs> is sponsored by the wonderful people at Ned. HelloNed.com. Discount code GGW. We did have an email about this this week. The discount code is only good for your first order. Yes. There's a couple reasons for that, but the main one is this is a small company, and if you know you just keep using the discount all the time, right? It's already, the pricing is already pretty much as low as they can make it. And so with that discount, you know, they're, they're already really cutting into. They're really cutting the, it. Yeah. And so really I mean, it. support this business. It's a small business. As they grow, who knows? Things may change, but, yeah, but that for now, is a one-time code. Order. Yeah. So maybe also use that to motivate yourself to make a really big order the first time. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's some smart thinking. We love their products. Um, they have an amazing CBD tincture that we totally trust their sourcing. Another thing that is worth noting, we have said on the pa- in the past that it is absolutely free of THC. There is actually a chance that it can have up to a 0.3% THC content, which is the limit that non-THC products can have. Okay. And that is just based on the genetics of the cannabis plant. Sure. Is my understanding. Okay. Um, oh, there's so how, much. There's so much like technicalities. So much there's so much to know here. But that, but that, that 03 percent is what is you know considered to be the limit of without that you can have without having to label that it has THC in it. And they're not saying that it definitely has that. They're just saying it could have up to yeah 0.3%. Kind of like kombucha has like point something a little something, bit of alcohol, a little bit of, it. yeah, is there a little bit of alcohol in this. Is there alcohol in this? Um, but I, and so, you know, they kind of say like, if you are the type of person who gets drug tested a lot, you know, maybe like talk to your employer or whatever. But I will also say anecdotally, we have had a c- couple people reach out to us who are taking even like the 750 or 1500 milligram concentrate CBD who have been drug tested randomly at their work and it did not come back positive. That is an anecdote. I cannot guarantee <laughs> that that will happen or not happen for you. But Claire does I will not, say, Claire does not guarantee any of this. No guarantees. Yes. Other than the guarantee that you will love it. Right. You will love it. And every time I use their chapstick, I always think of the angels. I know. Yeah. So you will love it and it will... It will enhance your life in many ways and it will help support the podcast. So we always appreciate that. to be clear, regardless of that like trace potential... Of, yeah, of, you're still of, back on that. THC. <laughs> yeah. It does not make you feel high. No. That's what I wanted to make right. clear. Okay, good. Like 0.3% THC does not make you feel high. It There's sure nothing does not. about this that makes you feel high. Correct. Okay. Anyway. So we're supporting the podcast by supporting so Ned. So make sure you guys have all the info. I know. And I appreciate that. Me. HelloNed.com. <laughs> the discount code is GGW. This week we recorded an episode right after episode 300 because we're just kind of like in baby waiting mode. And I say we because like, I feel like it's a we situation. It's like I'm married okay. to you, you're my work wife. <laughs> and so I'm like, we're waiting. And so we recorded this not really knowing when we were going to release it. Turns out we're releasing it pretty close to when we recorded it. Right away. I'm, I'm having a little bit of a vulnerability hangover about some of the stuff we discussed. But um, you know, that's just real life. Like sometimes we put things out there. And then I'm like, does this like hurt people's feelings or is this a controversial thing and it really I don't think it's a big deal I just you know sometimes you say things and you're like I hope people take this the right way 
So give us the benefit of the doubt. I, yeah. I don't feel like anything you said was controversial. Well, you know, you it's, guys it, love us. It, you know us. Yeah, I know. Everyone knows us, but it's also kind of like right after episode 302, and I was kind of like still riding that high. So just know that when you're listening to this episode. So here we go. This is just Claire and I, episode 301. So this will be one of our episodes where we don't know if you've had a baby by now. No. Okay. Well, first of all, let's just, you may have a baby right now whenever this is airing, let's right? Let's hope so. Good grief. <sighs> yeah. This needs to... I love how after episode 300, you were like, okay, now I can have the baby. Now I can have the baby and it needs to happen right now, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like have no chill about it. So hopefully by the time I hear this, I'll be listening back and be like, oh my gosh, I can't, I remember when I was so pregnant and wasn't that funny. And hopefully we'll be like next week that I'll be listening to this. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, impatient Claire. Look at this little baby. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. And I, the problem so is like, I'm really ready, but I'm still like not even, I'm not 40 weeks. So yeah. Like, I could easily still have two to three more weeks to go. Don't think about, yeah. Don't think about that. Don't think about that. Uh. <laughs> no, thank you. Please. So it's like, the day after episode 300, how are you feeling about how all of that went? It was great. I mean, I think, you know, we kind of joked about this on episode 300, but I think it's really true. Like, the way that we approach episodes is so different. Like, yeah. I just kind of went into it like, you know, we've done this I know. so many times. Right. I don't get, like, stage fright or anything like that. Or, like, you know, I have no yeah. problem talking in front of people. So, for me, it was just kind of like, yeah, we're doing a different episode. I just had to take a shower for this one. Whereas, like, for instance, right now, I don't even have a shirt on. <laughs> I liked when I was like, I'm even wearing a bra. And you're like, really? Or is it Lulu? I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's Lulu. But I, I have one on, which is, like, hasn't – I don't do a lot anymore. Well, it was funny because Sandy and I were talking about this that day, that morning, as we were kind of getting ready for everything. And – I'm like, I don't think Claire gets nervous about this stuff. And you just don't get nervous at all. Do you get nervous about other things? Uh, like, what do you get nervous about? That's a good question. I get nervous about... Thanks. Like, <laughs> thanks, Joy. Thank you for that question. What do I get nervous about? I get nervous about, like, job interviews. I think I don't get nervous about podcast things because I just know our people really like us. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's what I think of. Yeah. Every once in a while, like, we'll release an episode that I'm kind of like, oh, how's this going to go? Like when we had the Gillette episode a couple weeks ago. Also, because I feel like when we talk about stuff that is, you know, kind of more on the controversial side. Sure. It in the moment, I think it tends to feel more intense. And then when I go back and listen to it, it's always fine. But I always like obsess over like, did I did that yes. come out the way I wanted it to? Totally. Like, and then it's like it's the same thing as the feeling when you have a job interview yeah. and you leave and you're like, I should have said this. Right. I should have said it this way. And so right. I feel that way sometimes when we like talk about serious issues. But I have never I mean, my whole life I've always been into like performing arts and so oh yeah you know that's true i just like being yeah. on stage with a microphone is something i've been doing since i was in like first grade right so wow. that's great i that's my first talent deal. show performance i sang the beauty and the beast theme in first grade <laughs> my mom played the piano fun fact my mom is used to be a, she was tina fey <laughs> yeah she, my mom is a con used to be like a famous concert pianist that's amazing she toured the world with the glenn miller band shut up glenn miller band glenn miller orchestra i think the orchestra yeah but yeah. Not Steve Miller Band. <laughs> Definitely not the Steve Miller Band. She toured like toured the world with them when she was like 16. Oh my God. Yeah. She's a little prodig- prodigy. I know. Well, and then she was like on Broadway. I mean, the whole thing. Yeah. And yeah. So you kind of have it in your blood. Because I mean, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm, I'm more nervous that 
I want to be able to remember everything I want to remember. Like, I don't want to, I can't think of my feet as fast as you. So I'm like, I just want to make sure I have a plan in my head. And I want the plan. I don't want to forget anything. I and think that's, that's kind of what thing. I stress about. This is going to sound so cocky, but like, I'm really good at, be, I'm like pretty quick witted. And yeah. so I don't get nervous about those sorts of things because I'm like, you know what, whatever happens, like, I'm going to come up with something to say. Right. So. And I'm not like that. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, what if I just freeze and I forget what I'm supposed to say? But anyway, so that was a blast. I remember when we got there and we were kind of setting everything up and doing the sound check and they started playing Mean Girls kind of to run through it just to make sure the sound was okay for the movie. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I don't think I've ever seen Mean Girls on a big screen. I saw it like the first time I saw it was at a friend's house. So that was like, that was a big deal. Yeah, I once definitely they started. didn't see it in the theaters. Yeah. And we were in the front row, so it was like real big screen. Oh, it was so great. It was so Yeah. Fun. So thank you to everyone again who came out. I don't know when this is going to air, but right, whenever this might it was, be in like we're still April. We're still, I'm <laughs> just know that I'm like this, this is being recorded like the day after we recorded it. So I'm still like riding high. I slept so well last night, though. I was just like completely drained <laughs> from all of the energy. It was great, though. We met some great people, had some great food. Okay. It's a great day. Do you want to start with some Q&A or do you want to get into some con like here I'm I'm doing the like weighing the options here. Let's Controversy or thing. fun? Let's start with the Instagram <laughs> post because I don't think it I don't think it's going to take us that long to hash this out. No, I don't and I and here's the other thing. Here's the other thing is I I hesitate to get, I don't like to do Instagram comments or fights, quote unquote fights because I don't think it's productive. I feel no. the same way about writing emails at work. <laughs> I never write long responses to people if they have a problem. I'm like, just come talk to me. I don't think you should ever write an email with an issue unless you have to just like write out your thoughts. Like when I was first married, I used to write out my write out emails to Scott, but I'd save them and then I'd talk to him. But I sometimes I have to process my thoughts in an email, but I don't think that's a good way to just communicate with someone. So I kind of see Instagram comments as the same way as you should never be a keyboard warrior. You should never just try to get your thoughts across to someone in comments. I don't think you're ever going to change someone's mind. So what I want to say first and foremost, before we talk about this topic, and I promise we'll explain what it is, is that I'm not here to say that this is face value exactly what this post was meant to communicate, but this is how I took it. And so what I'm really kind of worried about even talking about this is like, we're going off of an Instagram post. I would love to actually have this girl call us and tell me more about what her side is, because in a way, I don't think it's fair for us to kind of, you know, go off on this post, although I want to address some things. I want to make it clear that I'm not, I don't want to put words in her mouth. And I also don't want to misunderstand what she's trying to say, because that's happened to me before. Say, and it felt really shitty. Of that, where it was like somebody re reacted to things that we said on Instagram and it was like if you actually followed us right in totality like if you actually followed us and listened to our podcast and knew who we were you would know what this post really meant and so like and not only that I, I think back to the thing where somebody did a podcast about one something that I said on our podcast and the co-host had like no idea who I was and didn't even know the context and it just made me so mad because they got it so wrong where I'm like if you only knew <laughs> the context of what you're talking about, but you are completely misinterpreting everything that I stand for. And it just felt really shitty. So I just wanted to kind of put that out before we get into this. But I also think it's really important that we talk about it. 
because a lot of our listeners tagged us in this post and were like, we need to understand what your, what your <laughs> viewpoint is because it was quite controversial. And I say controversial lightly, but it was on the CrossFit right. Games Instagram account and it was a post by an athlete <clears throat> and they reposted it and they quoted her and it was just kind of like this repost. Do you want me to read it verbatim? Because I kind of want to go by it like through it line by line. <laughs> do whatever you want to do. However, it's not that long. Whatever speaks to you. It's not that long. It starts off and says, it's a picture of a beautiful girl, a black and white photo. And she's just kind of standing there posing in white booty shorts and like a sweatshirt. Her mid in the sweatshirt's like a crop top. So her midriff is showing and she's just kind of giving this pensive look. And it says, uh, this is something I've been thinking about for a while and was hesitant to post about until a client of mine was being shamed for tracking her food and exercising. It put me over the edge. I'm talking about this quote unquote body positive movement that you see all over the internet. So right from the gate, you're kind of like, oh, geez. All right. We're, we're, we're starting to pick camps again, body positive or, (laughs) and it says, as most of my followers know by now, I'm a big advocate of self-compassion, being kind to yourself and loving yourself despite your imperfections and insecurities. However, I am not about disguising your laziness as self-compassion and promoting it to make others feel like it's okay to do so. Let's stop right there. Claire's shaking her head. Let's just stop right there. Yeah. You know what? Just read the whole thing. And then we'll go back. Okay. Okay. Because I feel like there's more context kind of be had for... Yeah. If you stop okay. right there, it would... Okay, keep going. Okay. We're going to get stuck. If there are... Right there. Okay. There are people and pages out there that preach about loving yourself no matter what. And honestly, that's all great until they start adding in negative things about others who diet and exercise until they start shaming. First and foremost, I see many of these people preaching that they, quote unquote, woke up one day and decided to love themselves. This is a false sense of reality. You, in fact, cannot wake up out of bed one day and just decide to love yourself. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. It's a process in which in which takes action, a lot of it. And that action is what eventually generates the confidence and will elicit the change you want. You have to be willing to put in hard work because that's what change is. It's hard. Affirmations and reading motivational quotes on Instagram alone will simply not work. On the other side of that, I see some of these people shaming others. They shame them for tracking their food, being on a diet, or for working out. Not everyone has negative relationship with food or working out. And in fact, by doing these types of things, it can drastically, all caps, improve the quality of someone's life. What this looks like to me is a projection of their lack of effort into their own health. And their lack of self-accountability. Some have twisted the truth behind loving yourself despite your imperfections into loving yourself despite your lack of self-accountability. And there is nothing honorable about shaming those that are working towards becoming their best selves. What do you think? The thing I think that is the most like glaring issue I have with this post is that in her, in this person's mind... Working on becoming healthy looks like one thing. And that one thing is dieting and exercising. And if you are not dieting and exercising, then that must mean that you are lazy and don't care about your health. And that's the way it comes across to me. And, you know, kind of the last thing that she says there about like, you know, if you 
I should pull it up so I can like read the thing verbatim. But the, the last part about like, this is just people's like way of justifying their own kind of lack of accountability and that people don't want to put in the work. Like when in fact, I think it takes, and I think both you and I are personal, can personally attest to this, that a lot of times it actually takes a lot more work and a lot more time to go through the diet and exercise gauntlet and come out the other side and say, you know what? I don't, I don't need those tools. Like those tools don't serve me right now. You know, I think that we talk a lot about like macros and, you know, kind of in a negative light, but I think, you know, what we are getting at and, you know, what we've now beaten this dead horse a thousand times is like, listen, macros have a time and place. Training twice a day has a time and place. All these things have a time and place, but in reality, that is no that is not the way that anyone or very few people can live their life that way 24/7 365 indefinitely it's really really hard you know for the average person to always be on a diet it's going to you know at some point some aspect of that is likely going to become unhealthy whether mentally emotionally physically or all of the above and I think that's the nature of the human experience is that it's, it is very hard to truly do things in moderation. And I think that's why we, you know, we advocate. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I think like that's why we advocate for like, if you want to, you know, if you're training for something and you want to count macros or you have a goal or whatever, and like you want to use those tools, use them. They're tools. They're great. But just like, you know, any one tool in your garage is not going to work for every single job. Any one approach to diet and exercise is, if it's rigid and restrictive, it's not going to work forever. And that's mm-hmm. fine. As long as you go into yeah. it thinking that way. Right. And like, so I don't know. I, I feel like also we have gotten so many questions in our life and on this podcast about like, how do I handle relatives who laugh at me because I'm not eating grains at Thanksgiving or who make these comments, you know, because I'm not drinking or who make these comments because I'm counting macros. Like that also is not helpful. I don't know. I just very much feel like, you know what? It's not. And we've talked about this recently, even it's not your or anyone else's responsibility to police or even really pay that much attention to how other people are eating. Mm -hmm. I mean, barring like your best friend, suddenly exhibiting signs of a serious eating disorder, even in which case, like what you need to do in that situation is help her get professional help, not like ask probing questions. Just eat and let eat. So just I was going to add on to what you said, too, because it's like just how we are susceptible to negative thoughts. We are wired to look for danger. I feel like diets in our culture is something that we have a susceptibility to take it to an extreme. And I think that's why we constantly are on the camp of just be careful when you enter into this world, because this is what can happen. Not saying you're going to have the same exact experiences I had, the same exact experiences that Claire had. It's just that this is information that we see going on. We get a lot of questions about it. We have a listenership that talks to us. So we're constantly getting feedback about what people are thinking, doing and feeling. And it's important for us to deliver messages that we think will be helpful for to you. Sorry, I always like to like interject with like, I actually had a totally neutral experience with macros. Yep. Every mm-hmm. diet I've ever had has been a totally neutral experience. If it was right. just up to me, I would just sort of be like, yeah, try it. Right. But like, know that not everybody can like just dive in and out of diets the way that I can. Right. Yeah. And so I think that that's something that was really 
important for me as I was reading this is I'm like, oh, we have to pick camps and there's no camp. Now, I also want to say on the flip side that I also don't want people to feel shamed because I have heard some people write us and say, well, I do get a benefit out of this and I feel like you guys are really bashing diets. Guess what? I I am because I, because it's like, it's almost like you kind of have to stand up against the man and, and what it stands for. Now, I'm not saying they're... <laughs> They're not all bad, but it's just that you really have to be aware of how that messaging is getting into your psyche. And, you know, so what this post is saying is really it's the diets aren't a horrible thing and don't shame people for trying to be healthy. I understand that, but that's not the point. That's not the point. You know, like this whole post, it's kind of like the Gillette thing. I was like, that's not the point. The point is not that we have to pick a camp here. The point is it's not either or. And there's so much gray, but the the fact of the matter is, is too many women fall victim to the dark side of it that we got to be careful about this. And I, what I also think, like, if she had just stopped at saying, hey, stop shaming people for wanting to be on a diet, let, let us all make our own choices, that would have been fine. But then she took it to the next level by saying... If you're someone who's shaming someone else for being on a diet, it's because your own laziness is coming out. Yeah, that that I don't agree with. So and that's the part um, that to me was like, mm, you know what? That I completely disagree with that. Like, just because I'm gonna, someone else doesn't, yeah, it's it yeah. has nothing to do with being lazy. I 100% agree that we shouldn't shame anyone, right? I'm guilty of doing it. I think sometimes I get I get very strong opinions about things. I'm a human, right? And so there's times where I'm like, okay, I got to be careful about that because I don't, if someone's having a good experience with it, great. But I can't just filter out my own experience sometimes. And that's just how it goes. But yeah, when the sentence of just saying, I'm not about disguising your laziness as self-compassion and promoting it to make others feel like it's okay to do so. I'd love for her to kind of expand on what, on an example of what she's seeing, because to me, that just feels, that feels like shame right there. So while she doesn't want shame, she just shamed and she made a huge generalization that, that people are promoting self-compassion. And I don't know what, what, what does laziness mean? Like, what does she mean? People are like celebrating quote unquote laziness. What does that even mean? Like, I want to know more about what she means by that. And so it just feels like that sentence, if she took it out, it would have been like a little more willing to kind of hear everything else with a better taste in my mouth. But that just felt very shamey. (laughs) Well, when when we first when you first brought this up, you're like, hey, did you see that post? Everyone's tagging us in. And I was like, oh, yeah, the one about how the girl is shaming people to not shame other people. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah, that one. So anyway, interesting. So I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts if you did read that. It's on the CrossFit Games site. If you scroll down, the post was posted on two days ago from here. What's today? Like January 25th. I think it was like the 26th or the 27th. Yeah. But yeah. And again, this episode might not come out to like March. You guys might be like, guys, (laughs) we're over it. But We're over it. It's totally fine. But I like that we can keep talking about this in a different way, too, and making sure that people understand that we can all have differing opinions about it. And we do feel strongly that, yeah, shaming is not good on either side of the camp. But I think where I I understand that promoting health was kind of the point of this post, I think we missed the point of like, you don't have to pick a camp. 
it felt so this side or that side. I'm like, well, that just doesn't open any type of discussion. And you should have seen the comments. Like everyone was going crazy. I did read a few of the comments because a lot of people tagged us in their comment. And I was kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I mean. And I wasn't even about to get in and on the comments because I'm like, there's nothing I can say here. There's nothing I could say here. Literally nothing can ever be achieved by commenting on a social media post. Never. Never. So if you take anything else away from this discussion, just remember that. Nothing can ever be achieved by commenting on a social media post. Okay. Save your your time. Save your energy. Save your um, social media limit on your iPhone time. (laughs) Okay, moving on. Wait, one last quick thing I will say. I don't want to talk about it on this episode, but I feel like we have to address it on a future episode. And we may have already done that, depending on when this one airs. But the uh, everyone, whenever I post anything about that Rachel Hollis book, people go crazy. So I think that might be something we lightly touch on because it touches such a nerve with people of thinking that they're so alone. I kind of want to dig into that at some point. Girl, wash your face. But in a respectful way. Yeah. Yeah. We can we can talk about that in a different episode because it'll be more time. Mm-hmm. But, I but I just wanted to make sure people understood. <laughs> like, what, I didn't realize I was going to get such a response when I posted about just how there's certain things about that book I don't love <laughs> or that platform, um, her stance that she has. I don't love it. And so... Uh, anytime I post something about that, people give a lot of feedback like, oh my gosh, I thought I was the only one. So we may have to uh, dedicate some time to talking about that. But right now for the rest of this episode, we're going to do some Q&A because you guys send the best questions ever. Do you have one pulled up that you'd like to start with? We can just start from the top. Great. Oh, which is hilarious. The first one is, I'd love to hear your thoughts on why you think Girl Wash Your Face is a monster hit. Great. <laughs> right. okay, we're going to skip that one for now. We will definitely answer that. That oh that's gonna be like a whole episode. Burpees or thrusters? Mmm, thrusters. Yeah, I'd have to say thrusters. What profession other than your current one would you pick? I'd probably go work for CCI in Oceanside, be a dog trainer. Yeah, you would. I would just hang out with puppies all day. It's a hard question for me to answer because I feel like I'm like between careers right now. Anyway, uh, but don't even think about it. Think about like something you just want to go live I in a garden. I would like write a novel, maybe. Um. You have one month to travel kid-free. Where do you go? One month to travel to one spot or all over the place? It does not specify. Okay. Something I've always wanted to do is truly take a little van and just do a road trip across the country. I was going to say go to all the national parks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be fun. Or I've also never spent, I haven't ever spent that much time in like in Europe outside of the UK. And so I would like to do that. Yeah. What's the worst thing you've eaten out of politeness? Oh, or done out of politeness? That's really a good one. Holy moly. Okay, the first story uh, that comes to mind for me is that, yeah. and this isn't like a ter- like a gross thing that I ever ate. Probably the first like real, I wouldn't even call this a real date because it was with his family. One of the first times I actually like went to a location with a boyfriend that wasn't just like hanging out at school together. I was in probably seventh or eighth grade and my boyfriend's name was Tyler Dowd and his dad and stepmom took us to Jose Muldoon's did you ever go to that place in Boulder no you wouldn't have it was just like a crappy Mexican restaurant and sure I ordered green chili because my mom used to make this still does made this really good pork green chili and it's not but it's not spicy at all so it didn't occur to me that the green chili would be spicy and it came and it was so spicy and I felt so awkward and embarrassed that I ate the whole thing and I was like crying like tears were you just like sweating and they're like are you okay and I was like yeah I'm fine (laughs) I like ate the whole thing and my stomach was so (laughs) upset because I was already so nervous and then I just like went home and had like spicy poops for three days oh my god but I felt like I can't not eat it because like spicy poops you guys know what I mean (laughs) 
that's the first story that comes to mind. <laughs> I would say escargot because when I lived in France and I lived with a family, they made me eat escargot and I wasn't too fond of it. I mean, the... The nice thing about escargot is it really is just drenched in butter. So it really say, just tastes like just butter. Like, it but might I as didn't well be like uh, you know, mussels. Yeah, I wasn't real sauce. excited about That's it. Fair. Yeah. But I I did it anyway. If you could have a song play every time you walk into a meeting, party, or event, what would it be? I feel like it would be a different oh. song for meetings, parties, and events. It would definitely be different. What song would you have that would walk into a meeting? That's so great. Like the Rockies theme song. <laughs> I mean, I've always said that my MMA walkout song would be I Want to Dance with Somebody. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because it would I feel like that's your theme song for everything. It is. Because it's amazing. (laughs) I would get so pumped up and it would like confuse the hell out of the other person. They'd be like, what? Really? Like they would come into like, you know, Eminem or something. And I'd be like, I want to dance with somebody. And they'd be like, what? And then it would totally knock them off their mental game. So I would be having a great time and they would be confused. It would be so great. I feel like any song from Glee, and then I just make everyone sing. So it'd be like, yeah, you know, what I or like some want, show tunes. Right. What I actually want is just that anytime I walk in to be in a musical, like a yeah. Broadway style flash mob. Right. Let's record yes. that. That's what I think I would have. Um, okay. Okay. How did I pick Miles and Baby Girl's names? We haven't picked a name yet. Hopefully by the time you hear this, we will have a name. Yes. Um, For Miles. TBD. Fun story. Miles is inadvertently named after one of my friend's dogs. We had had a short list of names and I was. I remember you telling me the story. Yeah. And I was spending time with one of my friends whose dog was named Miles. And he was talking about how, long story short, a couple days later, I was like, you know, Miles is a good name. And then like weeks later, I was like, someone said, where did Miles come from? Because I know you guys were thinking about other names. And I was like, I don't know. It just popped into my head. Oh, oh, it's my friend's dog's name. Yeah. Um, but when he was, so we still hadn't named him for sure though when he was born. And I like totally didn't believe when people were like, oh, when, you know, when you see him, you'll know. But we did. When we saw him, we knew. Yeah, you totally knew. If you could be an animal, what would you be and why? I would probably, be, I feel like we've done this with spirit animals. So I'm going to try to pick I a I feel like a spirit one. animal is different than like the spirit. Yeah. I feel like it's a different answer. Mm-hmm. I would be hmm. an upper middle class golden retriever. Okay. What's not to love? What's not to love? I would like poop in somebody's manicured lawn. I would get for sure na- like all the snacks. Probably mm-hmm. get to like play at a dog park nearby. Yeah, you'd be living the I'd good life. I'd be a suburban golden retriever. Yep. I think I'd like to be some type of like beach animal, like a seal. Like I just want to hang out on the beach. A walrus, maybe. Can't just like blubber around. Yeah, that an otter. Great. I just want to be near water in the sun. I want to. I want to swim, and then I want to get out on a rock and just lay there. That's what I want. Is that too much to ask? What would you tell your childhood self, age twelve? Just like in general, Which what 12? would you tell them? Um, I would say don't try to be friends with those girls because they're really mean to you. So just go be friends with some other girls or like any girls that you want to be friends with. They're probably going to be mean to you. Stay Steer clear. I picked like mean girlfriends most of the time. I would probably tell myself, don't try so hard to get boys to like you. Like in middle school and early high school, I spent a lot of time like trying to be into things I thought boys were into or like would want, would want oh, me totally. to be into. Yeah, which whatever. Um, Isn't that the truth? Like we spent so much time trying to yeah. get the... And I, th- 
I think first our crush to yeah i think that's part of like just trying things on to see what kind of person you're going to be totally but the, and the motivation is like i want to you know i'm i'm into cars now because so-and-so's into cars like i'm totally skateboarding now right. because you're a skateboarder or whatever right like bands that you like oh my gosh yeah i remember my entire eighth grade year being defined by the crush that i had for the entire year, because I was just obsessed with, like, get, how can I get him to like me? So I would say, just don't waste your time on that. Okay, if you were an espresso pod, which would you be? I don't know. Do you because, have a preference? No, because we make our own. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so if you guys are interested I really, in that process, you can go to our Instagram yeah. story highlights. What about you? The Intensio, I think it's called. Intensio. I don't like the, any of the flavored ones. I like no. the intense, really, like, strong ones. How long does it take you to think of would you rather's? I usually just think of them on the spot, honestly. Claire thinks of them so fast. I never do because I can't. That's not <laughs> how my brain works. If you were boys, what would your parents have named you? Probably our twin brother's names. names. That's sort of a, yeah. That's kind of a cheat. I don't know. Maybe Jeff. See, I was supposed to be a Jan and my brother was supposed to be a Jeff. So maybe it would have been like Jay and Jeff if I was a boy. Who knows? I would have been. I actually know because my mom didn't know. That she, what she was having at all like until she had you until she had us because we were IVF like in the really early days of IVF and so she felt like yeah. everything else about her pregnancy was like so controlled that she wanted our genders to be a surprise and so she had it picked out like if baby A was a girl and that was me it would have been Claire and if it was a boy I would have been Andrew and then James my brother if baby B was a girl would have been Helen and if baby B was a boy would have been James so we were Claire and James but we could have been either Andrew and James Claire and Helen, Andrew and Helen are Claire and James. So I would have been wow. Andrew. That's great. Long story short. Andrew and Jeff. Yes. If you could easily get any job you wanted, what would be your dream job? I would want to be like the sustainability director for Patagonia. Oh, you just know right I, That would be awesome. That's my dream job. That's amazing. I think of like some type of creative director for like NPR or some type of producer, like get just to get to do fun, creative projects all day. I also, I will also or like say, work with Ira Glass yeah, or something. I would also, or I would want to be like a producer. I think I would, yeah, really love being a producer. Like, yeah, of like, yeah. If you could choose who would play you in a movie, who would you choose? Jennifer Lawson. What's her name? Lawrence. J Lawrence. Lawrence. Thank you. Uh, Who's Jennifer Lawson? She's a writer. Oh, yep. Okay. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Do they have to look like you or is just someone you would want to play? No, just who, yeah. I guess Jennifer Lawrence doesn't look like you. Um, I love Jennifer Lawrence. Maya Rudolph. That's a great one. <laughs> That's a great one. What are your spirit animals? We've talked about this before. Yeah. Also, somebody wrote us once and was like, "That's talking about your spirit animal is appropriating Native American culture. Which, you know what, anytime somebody brings up something like that, I always appreciate like, you know what, I haven't ever thought about it that way. Similarly to like when you call your group, your community, your tribe, I've heard that people say like, that's not super respectful to people who actually are members of tribes. Another way to say that might be, what is like your, so they say they, they rephrased it. Like, what is your something animal? Mine is a bear yeah. because they hibernate and they love sushi and blueberries and just like chilling in creeks and back scratches. Yes. And all of those things are my favorite things. And mine is an eagle. But does it count if my mom's side of the family is Native American? Is that not as... I don't know. You, I mean, do you really identify as Native American though? No. Yeah. But I feel like I grew up around a lot of that culture because my we would always go to Montana where the tribes were. Like I grew up knowing a lot about that side of my family, but I didn't grow up super, super immersed in it. Like I, I'm I think definitely it's like... White. I don't... Yeah, right. Like 
I don't know what, you know, I am interested to know what is like the process of actually, you know, what is what does it mean, right, to like truly have a spirit mm-hmm. animal in that culture? For sure. And for sure. That is not for what sure. we're talking about here. Yeah, we're not like, we're just putting a white spin on it. Right. Totally. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, okay. thoughts, thoughts on the CrossFit Games repost about body positive. We just talked about that. Were you involved in any senior pranks in school or funny or share a funny school dance memory? <laughs> I have such a good oh, one. Please. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Senior pranks in school. So I told you about like our high school having when you ask someone to a dance, you do this huge deal. Like you do this huge act of asking someone to go to a dance, whether that be you do this huge like, you know, flash mob asking someone with signs or like someone once filled up my bathtub with goldfish. I had my car wrapped in saran wrap, totally, totally wrapped. The entire car was wrapped. I had like a ton of funny little pranks pulled on me just from people asking for to the dance. But the funniest school dance memory that I have. And as I'm laughing about it, I don't, I feel like at some point that I have to, I had to have mentioned this on the podcast at some point in the freaking 300 episodes. But my girlfriends, I was the only one that went to the senior dance, like my first, I think I was no homecoming. So I went to homecoming and all my friends didn't go. It was like our first year in high school, but they were so obsessed with like watching to see who was going to the dance that they pulled up they had this like old Cadillac beater it was the hugest car and they pulled it up in the parking lot like kind of near the entrance where everyone was walking in and they put towels and blankets on the windows like no one was gonna be like what the hell is this creepy car doing the car was like bright green and they were in the car peeking through to watch everybody go into the dance that is so weird <laughs> <laughs> I don't think like, you've ever told me before. I, oh my god! And it was so funny. And bl- they are like the they are like the funny. I still to this day talk to them. They're the best. But like they were those girls that were just like wanted so bad to know like what was going on, but they would never go to the dance. Like, and I can't remember if like you had to be asked by a senior or whatever. But I just remember, you know, I'm this sophomore and I'm going with the senior. And we're walking by this car and all I'm like thinking like, oh my God, my friends are in there. And it's just like, everyone's like, what is going on with this crazy car with like all these blankets pulled? Oh, it's such a good memory. Oh, that's so funny. What about you? I never did anything like that for a dance. I was in student council. So like I kind of had to be good. At, you had like, to be, you had to be, yeah, you had to be like the spring fling. Yeah, I had to be Damien. Prize hander at her. Don't forget to vote. I don't even really. I'm sure we probably had a senior prank, but I don't think I was really involved in it. I do remember in middle school, we tried to like put our bras on the, like not our, we tried to put a bunch of bras on the flagpole, but like the <laughs> flagpole thing wouldn't raise all the way. And so they just got stuck and we just like left them and ran. <laughs> and, like, the next day there were just like this pile of bras sitting there it was very that's amazing um okay would you we have some good would you rather would you rather make out with your first cousin and find out later you're related or eat skunk i feel like skunk if cooked right may not be that bad that is a really tough I don't have, one but I, I also don't have any first cousins which is weird yeah but he's your first cousin, yeah definitely right? eats so that yeah i definitely eat skunk yeah mm-hmm 
Yep. Um, if you were a guy, who would you be? Again, we both have twin brothers, so like that's a pretty easy question for us to Yeah, answer. I'm like, I would be exactly like my brother Jay. I would be nothing like my brother. I'd be probably flying jets in the Marine Corps. It sounds about right. Um, would you rather be a cat or a dog? Dog. Dog. Would you rather have a smooth, bald head or hair down to your feet? Definitely bald. Definitely bald. If someone gave you $100 today, what would you do with it? Oh. I'd get a massage. <sighs> I really want so, to $100 today, and like, what would you do with it? Go get a Starbucks. <laughs> See, I'm the type of person that I don't like to spend it all at once. I'd be like, oh, okay. And then I'd probably buy the person behind me a Starbucks. And then I'd probably go get a really good lunch, like a okay. fancy, fancy, or a fa- you know what? I'd go to Root Down and nice. I'd get a really expensive dinner at Root Down with a really expensive wine after dry January. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I get a massage. Um, what is something on your bucket list? Just anything. Bucket list, bucket list, bucket list, bucket list, bucket list. I see this is, I get so tripped up on this stuff. Okay. Something I would like to do bucket list. I really would like to go to Tokyo. That's a great one. Leave it at that. I like that. Yeah. I really want to see the Northern Lights. Ooh, yes. Great one. Strategies. Okay, this one's a little bit not as quick. Strategies on managing mm-hmm. compassion fatigue. This person says, my current strategy is buying shoes. I think that's Aww. a great strategy. I wonder what her profession is. I feel like I'm, I'm not going to have a good answer to this because I don't really get compassion fatigue because I don't really care about people. Well, I, <laughs> it's not about that. Compassion to fatigue, sometimes I think if she's in the helping profession, it really has so much to do with like burnout. So like, let's just pretend you're either a nurse or a doctor, physical therapist, like you could be anyone in the helping profession and compassion fatigue, especially first responders, especially first responders is where you truly are starting to show signs of depression and just kind of like you're not loving your job and you're um, seeing really difficult things and or hearing difficult things and you have zero response to it. You're kind of like numb to it. So like, for example, for me, if someone is, you know, telling me something really, 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 really difficult or something very traumatic, and I'm kind of just like checked out, that's compassion fatigue, you can't really stay engaged in what you're doing. So really, what you have to do is step away, like take time off, connect with your self care rituals, which whatever that is, and looks like hers is buying shoes, which that's fine. But that's a pretty temporary thing. And buying things gives you that like quick hit of happiness, which isn't lasting. So I would kind of work on getting an arsenal of things that are not related to buying, like, I don't know, going for walks, playing with your animal, watching fun shows that you like to watch, like doing a craft. It's pretty sure. Yeah. (laughs) Like drawing. If you like to draw, like go out and take a class, hang out with friends. So fill your cup. In other words, Um, there's this really cute book called Out of Apples and it's really old, but I love it. And I cannot remember the author's name, but I can post it somewhere if y'all want to know who the author is. But I always think of that book because whenever, especially around compassion fatigue is like whenever you're feeling like you cannot just connect to other people in your job or you're just feeling burnout and you don't have the response that you should have when someone is trying to get help from you. Out of Apples is a great book because it just reiterates that point that you cannot give when you are completely empty. So build up your arsenal of self-care. 
tools and choose from that. That would be my advice. Okay, when you were five-ish, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a veterinarian, like every other kid, because um, I wanted to work with animals. That's a good one. The earliest thing that I can remember wanting to be is a singer. I wanted to be like a pop star. What were your favorite musicians when you were growing up? I mean, not when I was five, but like in well, like yeah, like when you're kind of like I mean, mm-hmm. like. I wanted to be Gwen Stefani. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Like, that's right. Literally wanted to be her. So great. So bad. So great. Yeah. Micro buns, wife beaters. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Um, okay. If we worked out together or hung out with you, what would surprise us? Probably the first thing that comes to mind for me is like how, mm, I don't know if it would be surprising, but I'm pretty, I'm not super talkative while I work out. Not super talkative. In general, you're not super talkative. In general. I think that would surprise you. Well, actually, my mom brought that up today. She was like, you know, when Joy was here for the baby shower, she was like really subdued. And I was like, yeah, that Joy is not like a high energy person. She's like, she comes across like bubbly on the podcast. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Because it's like the two of us. But like in real life, Joy is like a really mellow, low key person. Yeah. Not, Not a talker. Yeah. (laughs) I run out of words. Yeah. Throughout the day. So like at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm done. Uh, But yeah, that would probably surprise you is I'm not like super chit chatty. Like I'm there to get the job done. Like You should see me in CrossFit. Like I get there and I'm like, let's go. Let's go. Like like, if if they start like, if they start like three minutes in, I'm like, what? This is too late. Like, let's get going. Even like when I go over to Joy's house to podcast, like we podcast and then I leave. Yeah. Like we are not hanging. We don't hang out. About it's not like I'm kicking you out of my house. No, I know, but I mean, like, I can tell, like, you immediately yeah. are like kind of doing your own thing. I like, turn it off. Yeah, like yeah. if I wanted to like hang out, I'd be fine. But I would be like, we'd be yeah. like, watching a movie or something. I, we wouldn't. Yeah, totally. We're not like going out to coffee after. Um, we'd be on our phones. Yeah. What would surprise you about me? What do you think? I don't know. I feel like I'm a pretty open book. I have a beautiful singing voice. <laughs> you do. <laughs> we hung out. You, I'm not it came say, out of nowhere. I'm so funny. I'm just like, what do people not know about me? For for someone who's not a hugger, you're really engaged with people. You engage with okay. people in words, not in a touch. non-physical way. I'll take that. If you could steal one trait from each other, what would it be? Definitely the thinking on the feet. <laughs> I wish I could do that. Um, oh, and your grammar. That's fair. I do have good grammar. I think I would like to be more compassionate like you are. Like, I really just feel like I, it's so easy for me to just like see people's problems and be like, that is their problem. <laughs> Which I think is helpful sometimes. That's on you? But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, wow, you have issues. <laughs> I'm leaving. Um, and that's my cue to yeah. exit stage right. That's my cue. Tips for interviews. I'm job hunting in the near future and need some help. This is a great question. Ooh, practice. I've done a lot of job interviews in the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. I would say practice as much as you can, like, as, like, not just in your head, like, actually sit down. But actually saying it. Yeah. Whether it's a voice memo on your phone, which I feel like we always talk about voice memos and not that many people know. There is an app on your phone called Voice Memo. That's what we're talking about. If you have an iPhone, record yourself actually answering the question and answer it as if you were sitting down in front of somebody. Like, don't let yourself start over. Like, actually, you know, even if you mess up, like, try to recover in the moment yeah. like you would have to in a in an interview. And, you know. Yeah, rehearsing is huge. And even if it's, like, the cheesiest questions, most job interviews are just some variation of cheesy job interview questions. Yes. The other thing I would say is do a ton of research. Like every press release you can find about that company from the past like six to 12 months, find it and read it. Because if nothing else, it will give you a real sense of what's been going on. Like I remember, in a, you know, the last job that I had in the job interview, I had seen, 
some press releases about different leadership coming on. And so I was able to, to like, you know, do you have any questions? I was able to say like, yeah, like, so I've noticed that there's been a lot of new leadership in this department. You know, how has that impacted the direction this department is heading? And they were like, wow. You know, so like any little, how did you know that? Any little yeah. thing you can get your hands on, you never know when it might come up. And at the very, very least, it might really inform you about how you, like the direction that company is going, at, you know, more than what just talking to them in the interview would. Right. I really like to when people use actual examples of their work. So we did a bunch of interviews for residents coming into Kaiser. We take interns and residents. And I cannot tell you how many people just talk in such vague terms. So it's like, if you ask a question, like, show me something, how would you handle this scenario? Well, I would do this, this and this. Well, give me an example. Like, I want to know exactly how you would handle this or how you would handle a difficult coworker. Don't kind of think of like how you might handle it. Like, oh, well, there's this one example, how it should be. It's like, and people will dance around questions and it would drive me nuts because I'm like, I need to know more. Tell me an example. So be as specific as possible. Okay. How about we do one more and then we'll have to save some more for the pick a good one. How about just, here's a quick one. What was your first car? Okay. First car. So my dad was a mechanic. We had like 50 cars in our driveway at all times. So I drove like a couple different cars. But the one I drove the most was like this cute little Mazda. What else did I drive? Oh, and a white a white pickup truck. It was so fun. That's nice. I had a we called her legs. That's awesome. I had a mm-hmm. Jeep Cherokee. You know, like a little box on wheels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we actually are really getting close to the end of these questions. So let's just run, and they're most oh. of them are quick. Okay. What's okay. an embarrassing memory you replay in your head over and over, but nobody probably cares about you? I have a, I have a very specific one that comes to mind for this. Yeah, I was go. working at a restaurant in college, and it was my first day like food running. I usually was just a hostess, and it was this like pretty nice restaurant in downtown Boulder. It's called Brasserie 1010. It's like right across you from the Med, if any of you guys are from Boulder or live there. And it's it's not like super fancy, but it's fancy for Boulder. And somebody had ordered bouillabaisse, which is like a big, heavy seafood stew. And I spilled it all over their lap, trying to like serve from the right. And it just drenched them. And I think about that all the time because he was so nice about it. Oh, he had freaked out. I almost would have made me feel better. But he was like, don't worry about it. It's okay. And I'm like, like I, ugh, I just like still makes my skin crawl. <laughs> I think of there's a couple weddings I went to in my 20s. And I always feel so bad because I'm like, how did this happen twice? Okay. One of the weddings, they gave out homemade applesauce from their apple orchard in these like beautiful canisters. And I was walking out and everyone was so drunk and I dropped mine in glass and applesauce went everywhere in front of everyone. So that was one. Second wedding, same thing. Little bottles of champagne for everybody with your name on it, walking out, super drunk, dropped it, glass everywhere. So moral of the story is don't give me anything don't as a favor that's glass favors. because I will be drunken and I will drop it. That's hysterical. So embarrassing. Um, what consumer products, beauty, home, whatever, have lived up to the hype lately? Ned Chapstick. Ned Chapstick. Nespresso. Nespresso. Um, hair towels. Microfiber hair towels. I feel like I've, I've mm-hmm. done a little bit of preaching about this lately, but I really believe in a good microfiber hair towel. Just go on Amazon, yes. search for it, get the most popular one. Don't and these hair it. ties. These little... Oh, the um, hair ties look like phone cords. Yes. Love those. Love um, those a lot. Let's see. What else? I'm really, really into the Glossier. There's like this liquid blush that they have that's fantastic so glossier g-l-o-s-s-i-e-r their blush is great i stays on i really like also the fat co um facial cleanser the oil cleanser Mm -hmm. i've never used an oil cleanser before because i 
don't know where I've been. Sure. And I really like that. Yeah. If you two switched lives for a day, how would you spend it? I would sleep in. I would go mm-hmm. out to coffee. I would just like do nothing all day. <laughs> do nothing all day. <laughs> because I wouldn't have anyone, any small children yeah. that I would have to take care yeah. of. <laughs> I would go to the museum, the child's museum. Because I really want to go there. Please the take children's miles. Museum. Feel free. Yeah. <laughs> he actually lately has been like asking about going to the children's museum. I think someone in really? his class Really? It just looks so fun. Yeah. I'm like, I want to go. Can I borrow a kid? Yes, you can. <laughs> This is kind of a similar one. If you had a freaky Friday moment with each other, what would you do in their body? But I feel like that's the exact oh, same question. Oh, it's so funny. I would do workouts. That is, yeah, if I was in your body, though, actually, I would just like do the open. I would just <laughs> go work out. Be the best. I would go do the open. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Um, have you ever considered coming to the UK for a Girls Got Wild trip? Why not? Uh, are you inviting us? Do we have a place to stay? Yeah. Yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> um, would you rather be handcuffed to your spouse for a year or one year of no physical contact? This is from David. <laughs> this is from David. No physical contact. If I was handcuffed to Brandon for a year, one of us would not survive the year. Well, I was going to say, I would murder the person right. and just pull the handcuff off of yeah. them. So it would probably be <laughs> yeah. one year of no contact. You went there. I was sure. alluding to that. Okay, um, and the last one, curious for a food relationship update. Work in progress always, just taking it day by day. Food is great. Food is fuel. I've been following a lot of Laura Ligos, who you may or may not have heard on our another round of an episode with her because we're going to have her on. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything else. I don't think about it. Like, let's put it that way. Like, I, The thoughts are still going to come up, but I'm just like, I just don't let it rule my day. I'm going on about week six, week month six of only being able to eat soup. So I feel like this question doesn't really apply to me. I will say that I am equally excited to want tacos as I am to meet my baby. Yes. At least as excited because I already That's know good- I like tacos. That's how I feel. All right, guys. Oh, those are really good questions. Thank you. I love you. those. Thanks for the questions. Well, we hope you guys are having a great day. All right. Do we have any day. other announcements? No, because we don't know when this is going to go out. The other announcements yeah. are, thanks for listening. We love you guys. We love you guys. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye.